0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: South Sydney Rabbitohs, we're in for this one. It's going to be a pretty fun team, really, considering they they started really well and they dropped off from the middle all the way through to the end of the season. There's some young fellas coming through that are definitely of potential value in our sides. and, And we're here with Scoop and he's going to be going through his thoughts, especially on this team here. Welcome in, Scoop. Are you excited for the Rabbitohs? Yeah,
1: Jamie, they're going to be quite a fun team to watch. They're one of the teams that you always expect to be in the mix at the end of the year but uh, they had a bit of a drop off last year. And I think that we can really find some value because of that. If they have a bit of a bounce back this year, I think the signing of Jack White and like turns that powerful left edge into something that's absolutely to be feared by any team. And I really think we could see them put some points on the board. So there could be some good bounce back options this year.
2: Definitely. We'll kick it off with Jai Arrow. Do you think he'll be playing a hybrid role, edge and middle, or do you think? That talk of Talis Duncan moving over there is actually real. I, he's
1: the one cog in this entire team that I just cannot place. Like <laughs> I had a look at what he did last year, and I had a look at what he'd done in previous years, and his minutes are so inconsistent. It just depends what the team needs and who's injured at the time. At the moment in the pack predictor, I've got him starting edge, but I'm not confident on in that at all. So. For fantasy, I just think he's going to be too inconsistent to really be, have a look at. I've seen a couple people interested in him, including uh, a couple of high rankers, but I, I think that's sort of more isolated. I don't really see any
2: safety in him. For sure. So we'll probably follow him to see where he ends up starting, if he's going to be in the middle or, or on that edge. And, and that might help us with a couple of the other decisions in Duncan or Murray and the like. So Tom Burgess, his minutes are slowly declining there. He's likely to be on the bench and that probably gives us an opportunity in a couple of these other guys as well. Are we avoiding Tom Burgess?
1: Yeah, I think this will probably one of his last years and then he'll head off to Super League with his brothers
2: and yeah, just not really any value in him this year. Yeah, it'd be a good way to finish the career. Michael Cheekam, he made some money for a lot of coaches last year at 499. Tough one to start with.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. He did his job last year and there's no certainty that he keeps the spot even if he does start. So at 500K for somebody who
2: doesn't have a lot of job security, not my cup of tea. For sure. Damien Cook at 773. He has been a lot higher than this in the past as well. Still averaged pretty well at 56 considering the hooking position was down. What are your thoughts on him this year?
1: Yeah, well, I think we're going to see one of two things. I think we're going to see him bounce back a fair bit because, well, he had a damn year by his standards last year, still knocked out a good fantasy score, good fantasy scores for the most part. But, yeah, just for the eye test and NRL-wise, he did seem like he took a step back. We do have to factor in his age now. Um, and it just could be the beginning of his decline. But also, Souths were pretty ordinary. If they bounce back... Um, Damien Cook could step up again a little bit, and I think he'll be wanting to play Origin again this year and try and push for that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. He'll likely be in the mix of top hooker options. I just don't really want to go near him at the start of the year.
2: Yeah, and he's going to be an interesting one as well. Through the middle, if he doesn't make Origin, then he'll be one of those top hookers available. If you, if you do see Robson in there, uh, obviously Harry Grant and the like, we're going to need a good hooker. It's like Jeremy Marshall King or Cook probably in that time, which will be fun for sure. Tell us Duncan there, you've got him in there as a TLT watch. What are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, from from what I've heard in recent times, he's been training uh, to do some lock minutes with Murray, moving to the edge for a little bit to preserve uh, his stamina. But, I mean, long-term, they're going to want him in the team. He's a fantastic player and they'll want him starting and in their best 13. So long-term, I think he probably does move into that edge role, but I don't know if he will start the year want to just watch where he lines up because um, he's already priced reasonably high for somebody who hasn't played that many NRL games. So I'm not touching him unless
2: he looks like he's going to get a really big minute roll. Yeah. So if he's starting, then sweet. If not, then probably comes a, you know, an, op- an opportunity to have him at some point, likely. and And that would make sense. So if they were to start Arrow on the edge, then and then move Murray to over there for some minutes. Duncan comes into 13. That probably sounds a bit more likely, doesn't it? That's sort of 25 to 30 minutes. Um, and then Arrow can yeah. sort of play big-ish minutes between the edge and maybe a little bit of middle. And, and Murray can get closer to 80 minutes, 70, 70 to 80, splitting between the two. Um, considering even actually averaged like 68 minutes already anyway, Murray, last year. So, yeah, interesting how that's probably going to play out. And that sounds more likely to start considering... Yeah, he played through the middle last year. It'd be unless yeah, you know, he trained the full off season at at the edge. That sounds more likely. Kemal Graham at six hundred nine. What an interesting one. Uh, he's ended up with what's um Brian Sene saying internal physio that uh know, yeah, the procedures he's, he's had is reserved for sort of seventy plus the elderly there.
1: Yeah, it was he's something like him. basically oh, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like bone marrow injections or something like that. Crazy because it is he. His sternum was just taking a battering last year. And hopefully if he's fully fit this year, not dealing with anything like that, he can go back to being that really high level center keeper, especially with the new meta. He could step up to that high forties bracket. But on the other hand, look at that left side. If, if There's rumors of Columetungi switching sides as well Man. and things like that. And then you've got Walker, and Latrell sweeping to the left sometimes, and then AJ finishing it off how much ball is Campbell Graham going to get? How dominant are they going to be on left side? And will he get enough ball to do the job that he wants in our fantasy teams? Mm. So I think that he's going to be a keeper. Just, I don't know where his full ceiling at is at this stage.
2: Yeah. And we thought that last year too, but obviously that left side has increased and improved even more, but um, I suppose Colin Matungi and him were that dominant guy on the right. And now it looks like it'll be Graham is that dominant man. So he should definitely see some ball, and but I suppose that that defensive side now, if if Colm moves over, can focus solely on on Graham a little bit more than than they could with with Colm running those hard lines. So yeah, it'll be very interesting, and he's a hard guy to start with. But the centre position, as we know, is is pretty tough heading into the into round one here. Jai Gray probably a twenty twenty five type of guy, even if there were was an injury or so. Yeah, uh, he's pretty highly touted, but I don't think
1: we're going to see him this year. Apart from like, it'd, be take, it'd take a lot of injuries
2: for us to see him in a team sheet. Yeah, with Dean Hawkins around as well. We'll, we'll go to him next at 419k. If we had an injury to an Ilias and or a Cody Walker, is he, does he come into calculations with his decent scoring?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, he has to a little bit, but he's already priced at 30. It has to be mm. quite long term, I think, before we have
2: a serious look. Definitely. Silva Havili, do you have any interest in him with some you know, potential decent minutes there? It, I really
1: don't know how to read Havili. At the moment, I've got him sitting at relatively low minutes. But I mean, in the past, he has been pretty good for the Rabbitohs and had a good role. I think it was, was 2022. He pushed up towards that sort of 500k mark uh, in the middle of the year and had some really solid minutes. So if. If Damien Cook doesn't end up playing 80 this year and he takes 15 hooker minutes and something like 25 minutes in the middle, then we can start to probably have a look at him and see what he does. But at this stage with um, these guys fits, because we we had a few guys, especially Totola missing at times last year, Um, especially with Talis Duncan's emergence, I'm not sure there's enough value to go chasing him.
2: Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of uh, mid price players in there. And Jacob Host is another one at 397. We spoke about Jairo potentially getting that edge position. If Host was to get it, would you consider him? Not after last year. He, <laughs> he was almost that price. I think he was like about 350 or
1: something. And then he just didn't do much. He, he got hooked at about 30 minutes in one game, scored like seven points. And mm-hmm. then the rest of the time he was kind of sitting along at low 30s and high 20s and not not really exciting us he's
2: just not an exciting fantasy player yeah for sure Lucky Elias at 517 he's up near the you know he's up near 38 for his average any upside on him it's a very big year for him isn't it
1: yeah well he's been sitting there for a year or two now and he really needs to make this spot his own so if he can step up um and the rubo improve this year he has some more attack I can see him pushing to sort of 40 maybe low 40s but I mean He's Lachlan Ilias. He's not really noted
2: fantasy assets these days, so I'm going to probably pass. Definitely. Alex Johnson, your man at 480K. In a team that is likely to be better, do you see value in him?
1: Uh, I wish I could, but not after last year. Like he He's this perennial huge try scorer just because he feeds off that attack. But last year, he turned really into go through the hole and put the ball over the line merchant. I mean, he's always been that, but he lost some of the tackle breaks and some of the other stats he had in the past. Yeah. I looked at him mid-year when he was at low 400s because I thought he's got a soft run coming up, Origins coming. He can potentially score a few tries and do that. And he kind of did, but he had nothing else and he really didn't move that much. So at 480, I don't, I think he's probably
2: going to sit around there most of the year. Yeah, soft run. And that's when they started losing games unfortunately. Sean Kepi, 413. Feels like a bit of a plotter to me and minutes aren't likely going to be there. He had every chance to go big minutes at Manly.
1: Yeah, I think he averaged 41 minutes at Manly and now I have him averaging probably closer to 30,
2: 35. So not really any excitement from me. Uh Kalo Matangi, 661. Average of 48. What are your thoughts on him? He's been somebody that's
1: averaged pretty much bang on 50 for a few years now. And I think there could be some interest in him if he does start the year well and the Rabbitohs go well with that switch. I find it harder to predict what exactly he's going to do, whether he benefits more from more attack or whether they cut him out with those other outside back options. But I do think that he at least could be a, an origin
2: period option if he doesn't end up getting selected. Definitely. Uh Mamazela at 3.35. Will Damien Cook ever miss any time? Of a
1: poor Mamazellas. I think he's been there for about, what, three or four years now, just waiting, waiting, waiting. Resigned for three more years. So, look, you'd have to think he sees some game time at some stage, but is that 10 to 15 minutes off the bench all the time or is that five or six games for high minutes instead of two or three games for high minutes? We're not sure just yet.
2: For sure. Uh, Tane Milne, obviously just one of the guys in their backs, stocks at the moment, 406K. Too expensive at that, even if he was to get a spot. Latrell Mitchell at 747. 54.3 is the average last year. And obviously a split year for the bunnies, as we said. A really good start. Then a really low-ish finish for them, obviously missing the eight. What are your thoughts on Latrell coming into round one specifically?
1: Yeah, i I Latrell's always been a wing fullback gun. I think he's averaged about 55 uh for the last three or four years. And It's just we kind of forget that he does that because of how inconsistent he can be. The goal kicking really helps him, really props him up a bit um, because he isn't a high run meter guy like some of these others like Tedesco or Ponga and even Dylan Brown. has way is almost similar scores just purely from run meters i think that Latrell can fire if the rabbitos go well but i think the early draw is a bit tough and
2: um he's a lot of money to just spend up in for round one definitely we'll go through the draw and the pack predictor in a sec guys when we're done with these shaq mitchell at 380 he does have a fair bit of talent he started the year pretty well last year and obviously fell away to a 27 and a half average any thoughts on him or is it just injuries needed
1: probably injuries needed if arrow is going to be permanently edge and duncan remains at sort of 30 there might be some scope if burgess sort of reduces his minutes throughout the year but i mean he's already nearly 400
2: can you see him getting to 550 i don't know if i can unlikely david Wale, obviously 90k cheaper 290 there any thoughts on him
1: He's sort of like the Blake Moser of the Rabdos. It's like he's this fantastic guy. We're going to see him this year. It's going to be his year this year. I, I really just have to see him start to do it first because he's been that 20 average guy playing limited minutes off the bench for a bit now. Maybe mm. it's next year when Burgess uh, is gone. Maybe it's then, but I don't really have a lot of, a lot of hope that he'll do significantly better this year.
2: Yeah, it's not like he comes out and absolutely dominates either. So the scope for minutes, it's, it'd be hard to even find until he actually pushes and plays better, I think, anyway. Uh, but injuries have seemed to have plagued him a little bit. Tyron Munro, 350K. He's someone that I had in my team from ball one. And then the talk there of obviously Whiten's going to be missing the start of the season. So there's a good chance he plays, but it does sound like there's a, a very high chance that he is the one that gets a little bit more New South Wales Cup time and someone like Isaiah Tass ends up on that wing that's kind of my worry there you've got him as a risky cash cow slash trap tell us your thoughts there
1: yeah well the scoring is there he is a noted try scorer. he's very quick I think that there is definitely some value in there if he holds that spot but as we saw last year they haven't really figured out who to quite put there yet Munro's is probably the future if they're not going to go out and buy that um I'd bloke, Caleb Clark at some point. But yeah, um, Tass is probably the unlucky one in all the situation from White and signing because he gets moved from his preferred position and has to go out and sit on the right wing or not at all. So one of those two is going to miss out. And look, you'd have to be a little bit brave to gamble on Munro holding that spot because, yeah, as you said, I think there is a bit of talk about him spending time at fullback, wasn't it? in cup? Yeah. Yeah,
2: not even wing, just fullback. Yeah, it's an interesting one for sure with him. Definite interest. He could definitely have, have that 10 points of value and he's not too expensive. But um, yeah, we'll have to see on trials and and how yeah, where he lines up in that trials compared to Isaiah Tass as well. I think will be will be important there. Ken Murray, the next guy on the list, he has been in and out of my team the last little bit. Excited for him to have a bit of a bounce back myself. Where, where are you at with him?
1: Yeah, I I just want to know minutes because Dimitri is saying, oh yeah, we'll move him to edge to sort of give him a break. Does that mean still playing the same minutes and gets more of a break to sort of manage him? Or does that mean he's going to play less middle, but on the park for more? So he's going to be on there for closer to 80 minutes. One of those means he's sort of going to maybe drop a little bit. And the other one probably pushes him up to a 60 point player or more. And, um, I really would just love to know which one it is. So if we do get some clarity on that, it'd be great. I don't think we're going to see it in trials. Trials are for testing everyone out. He's not going to play 80 minutes in trials. So I think I'm probably going to watch and wait and maybe pick him up. If he does get a good role, almost like, almost like a horse, bro. It's like, does he get 65 or 70 minutes this year with how the team's going to line up and then quick buy as then he'll shoot up to, Eight, in the eight hundreds and all that, but yeah, I mean, he's Cameron Murray. We know he's a gun. If you buy him, you can probably expect him to hit at least the
2: mid fifties, if not higher. For sure, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how the center position kind of ends up in our teams. That'll that'll decide whether we can get that extra gun in the mids. I would say there for sure. Uh, Isaiah Tass, there any any further thoughts on him? A bit too expensive.
1: Yeah. <sighs> He's priced nearly 40, and I'd say he'd do better as a center than a winger with the, with the base. He'd need a few tries and, yeah, position and job security is a little bit weak. I think I've missed a, a couple of comments there. But, yeah, I mean, overall, there's
2: not much further up he can go, I'd say, so I to leave. Definitely. Tavid Tola, the big guy on this list of 485, Kind of a you know that awkward in-betweener price, but we know his consistency. What are your thoughts on him? I think he's a very safe five points of value with potential to go more. Hmm.
1: But how much more is a matter of debate. So this was why pretty much the pack predictor took so long for me to sort out because I'm like, oh, Total's gonna play 50 minutes. He's played 50 minutes for a while, it's gonna be all good. Just write him there and figure out everybody else. And everybody else sort of had to be squeezed in somewhere. So I think that he is in for a shout with 50 minutes in a lot of situations, such as there being a bench hooker, if Marmozellas is there or Arrow starts on the edge. But if they run a four forward bench and Arrow is playing in the middle, I find it a little bit hard to get him up to fully 50 minutes. And even in sort of high 40s minutes, he'll still have five points of value. Um, So he's not going to be an absolute bust, but how much ceiling does he have? I think he's a solid option and he's still in my team at the moment, but yeah, I'll be watching to see how the
2: Rabbitohs do line up. Yeah. Okay. That's the biggest part of it, isn't it? Just trial and then see how they line up in that and then see how they line up in round one. Let's see if he's going to get those minutes or not. And if, yeah, Mamazellas is there or something like that for sure. Uh, Isaac Thompson had a bit of a role last year, too expensive and probably out out of order as well. Cody Walker, 633. Any thoughts on him? Yeah, he's a funny one. He
1: goes quiet, and then he has these insane stretches where he averages like 60, 65 for a month, and then just stops again. So I think he's probably more super coach relevant than fantasy relevant because in fantasy he's just never really been quite a keeper level. Yeah, but I mean, if he drops to five hundred and the Rabbitohs go on a run, mm. he could be he could be a decent option to pick up at some stage, just not not
2: as slam dunk. Or safe as some of those basement pickups. Yup. I like that. Just price watch him. Uh and Jack Wyden at center. Looks like he, yeah, he's obviously not going to be there from round one, but is he just a watch across the first few rounds to see how he plays there? And
1: yeah, I think so. It's really interesting because the last two games of last year, he averaged over 50 in those two center games without a try. Yep. So that was really exciting. I think that he will suit center suit playing incentives quite well and could get some really solid attack on that side with his good running game. He might be um the discount keeper we're looking for. We just won't know until a little bit later.
2: And so obviously you can't start with him because he's not going to be there. And he's not going to get Joel jewel until round seven. So wild. All right. Pack Predictor, you've got, you do have Totola in there at 50 with nine points of value, which is pretty cool. Uh, And then no one else really has any value in their positions. You've obviously got Cook there, who's a top tier gun. Murray as well, sitting there at 2.3 points of value, which is cool. And then you've got Duncan at 30 minutes. So yeah, if if it's how we end up speaking about this pack, then no real value for anyone apart from Totola, right?
1: Yeah. Just speaking of how it's going to line up, it's... This is the simplest arrangement I could sort of come up with, splitting the edge just between Arrow and Murray to total of 50 minutes and everybody else sort of plays a part. Um, The other alternatives they have are to possibly start Arrow at prop, put Burgess on the bench, um, kick one of the others out and put a host or cheekham at edge. That makes the middle minutes a little bit more condensed or they could even... Do something like that and then split that edge spot three ways like they have host playing 50 minutes uh murray 15 minutes at edge and arrow 15 minutes at edge and then like 30 minutes in the middle so that just seems a little bit too convoluted for me i don't mm. think the rabbit will try and do that so i think it'll be one of those other two and we just have to watch out where it all mixes together and how it lines up because Arrow is going to demand a fair bit of uh, time on the field and where it is could impact a couple of others.
2: Definitely. I have Kepi, definitely the 17th man like yourself there, and I probably have Havili with more minutes than him and, and he could be a Moali, he could be a Mamazellas. So there's options there for Kepi uh, there for sure. Um, but again, if if it was Moali, it's 20 or so minutes and it doesn't really help too many people anyway. Their early draw, they've got Manly, Broncos, Roosters to kick things off, but then Dogs, Warriors, Sharks before their buy in round seven. So their first two buys are split up there, round seven and round 13. So they are a fairly awkward type of team that if you don't start with them, like are you picking them up in a round five, knowing that there's a buy in seven and then a buy in the in the first you know, buy round, whether you know, you're selecting any of their yeah uh, you know, origin guys as well? They're missing 16. 17 as well so that's three out of six rounds there sorry three out of Mm. five rounds there that they're missing in that time as well so it's a very interesting team to start with hey
1: yeah i think that it's it's going to be interesting for someone like damien cook because we're not going to even if he does miss out on origin we're not going to have him for round 13 Mm. so it's good in a way and bad in a way because it means we're going to have to go for other options for round 13 but If the Blues do decide to change it up, because they really don't know what to do with Hooker these days, hopefully with the new coach they do. Round 16, we might have a bit more certainty as to what's going to happen. Maybe that's
2: the time to look for Cook if he's going to be there. For sure. Um, And yeah, you would have this draw as a slightly harder one slash closer to the middle, considering they miss out on the Panthers, but they do have three away games to kick things off. One in Vegas uh, and then a home, yeah, three home games in a row, four, five, and six, which is pretty cool. But then after they buy-in round seven, it's storm into Panthers. So that first nine rounds is is fairly tough. So how would you look at this? Would you look at more middles there? Would you, you, know, you still think someone like Latrell Mitchell or you know, Jack White and these types of guys aren't going to have too many issues?
1: Yeah, it, it's something that does put me off Latrell a little bit because, I mean, if Latrell's fit, he's always going to be in the mix for that origin spot. A potentially center and um, yeah that round seven by as well makes it tough so I think that it, it's just a matter of how many points Rabideaus can score because he's their goal kicker if he's only kicking two and a half goals a game for those first seven rounds instead of three and a half or four it sort of pegs him back a bit so I would go for these middle type of guys who are going to tackle their hearts out with this early the early season rust and the early tough one, So Totola does work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Murray might work out well, depending on how his minutes work out. Yep. And um, for me, it's not too much interest to study. Cook could,
2: could be good, but I just don't have a lot of faith in and certainty around his role. For sure. And that's it for the bunnies in this one, guys. The next one's going to be a fun one with the Canberra Raiders. Have a good one.